This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Bradley and I are arguing about... I'm more Swedish than you are. That's true. I'm now going to be just let's give people a little peel behind Mm -hmm. the curtain before we begin the Colleen and Bradley show, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So if you have an ancestry DNA, this is not what we were going to talk about. We are going to get to Prince Andrew, this heinous story about Prince Andrew in just a moment. But if you have an ancestry DNA kit uh, test, they updated their results recently with like what that means is essentially they like doubled the amount of people they had as a reference sample. So they were able to look at a bigger population of people when determining a lot of people's DNA. Mm -hmm. So if you have one of those DNA tests, you should probably go look because they have changed significantly in some cases. What I mean, what I mean is the, um, uh, what's it called? What's the term? Do you have it in front of you? Sorry, uh, I do. Your your ethnicity estimate estimate, that, yeah, yep. which is fraught with a lot of issues. Yep. Don't take it too seriously. However, in my case, I found out previously I was basically just like Germanic in English, mm-hmm. and now Colleen, his whole world has been opened. I, it, it's I feel close now. I understand why I'm in Minnesota <laughs> because I am ten percent Swedish. So I belong. And I said to him, I don't care because I'm not Swedish at all. And he goes, check your records. I was like, you need to check your records because you might just be. Turns out, uh, though I am 49% Norwegian, I am 4% Swedish. See? So There's the 4% hope for you yet. The 4% of Swedish in me sees the 10% in you. Now I understand why I've loved things like lingonberries, um, the Swedish Ikea. chef, Ikea. <laughs> it all makes sense now. I feel at home. So uh, thank you. You know what's so exciting, too? We do have a welcome from the Swedish government for you. Oh, thank you. Hello. You're welcome. Uh, All right. Okay, now let's stray from our own DNA and talk about uh, somebody whose DNA we cannot relate to, and that is Prince Andrew. Um, What the hell? Who greenlit this? Okay, so I think what you're referring to is the interview that Prince Andrew did over the weekend with BBC News. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was huge, explosive. Why is it explosive? Well, Colleen, do you want to just tell us why it's explosive that Prince Andrew, the, you know, child of Queen Elizabeth, the youngest child, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Holly? Uh, I just I rely on Edward. I think Edward is the youngest. Oh, you're right. Edward is the youngest. Andrew, anyway, not in line for the throne. Mm -hmm. He's a hot mess. Why was this a big deal? Well, because, you know, there has been a lot of questioning about his level of involvement with Jeffrey Epstein. uh, And there even is a woman who, who was at the time 17 who publicly claimed that she met and had sex with 
uh, Prince Andrew when she was underage. And she was part of this uh, this network of underage, essentially, sex slaves. that Sex trafficked sex women. Sex trafficked yep. women that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a part of. And so the, the we've sort of been paying attention to how the palace has maybe been trying to keep our eye off of Prince Andrew's involvement in, in uh, that story and friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and now he consented to do this interview with the BBC, which was full of lies, layered with lies, uh, surrounded in lies. So we should listen to a little bit of the interview to be sure so that you can kind of get a sense of what we watched. It's about a 49 minute interview. It's available on YouTube. I'm sure on the BBC's website you can find it. Um, but uh, just from a 30,000 foot standpoint, um, it is full of all sorts of lies. And honestly, um, not even good lies. Like, no. you know, there are lies wherein facts just say the opposite of what he just said. But then there's also like the I don't recall sorts of mm-hmm. lies that are complete throughout this um, uh, this interview. And, and also in his denying of certain things he just doesn't come across as a very credible person like if this was some sort of criminal proceeding wherein he was being asked questions by uh, an attorney or a prosecutor yeah. you'd be like he's lying if i were on a jury of his peers which i wouldn't be because there are none except for like his family, family. so um but my point is if you were just sitting in judgment of him as a casual observer, you'd be like, uh, that guy's lying through his teeth. Oh, there's a ton of inconsistencies. He sort of stammers his way through things. He tries to like, um, he, he tries to kind of throw you off of the timing of things by questioning things about the timing as it's being laid out. But I think that this will all be best uh sort of illustrated by actually listening to something. So why don't you tell us what we're going to listen to? Yeah, so, well, there's two clips. Uh, The first clip is about um, a celebration party that Jeffrey Epstein held um, after he was acquitted, I think. And this was it would have been like 2010, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, you'll hear a little description. We can talk about the details of it. But I want you to listen to just the way that Prince Andrew sort of responds to this very basic, obvious, you should have known that this question was coming question. He threw a party to celebrate his release and you were invited as the guest of honor. Oh, in 2010, that wasn't, certainly wasn't a, a, a party to celebrate his release in December, because it was a small dinner party. There were only eight or 10 of us, I think, at the the, the dinner. If If there was a party, then I'd know nothing about that. You were invited to that dinner as a guest of honour. Well, I was there, so there was a dinner. I don't think it was quite as as you might put it, but yeah, okay, I was there for a, I was there at a dinner. Yeah. I'm just trying to work this out because you said you went to break up the relationship, and yet you stayed at that New York mansion several days. I'm wondering how yeah, long. But I was doing a number of other things while I was there. But you were staying at the house of yes. a convicted sex offender. It was a convenient place to stay. There's, All right, I mean, so I, I've that so this. you hear just oh, like so much just like, happened there. I, it was a party. It wasn't a party. It was a dinner, and and I was a party. I wasn't surely there wasn't a, any party, but yeah, no, I was there. Okay, well, and he literally said no when she said you were at a party. You were the guest of honor at a party when he was released. And he goes no, and then she says a little bit more about it, and then he's like, well, yeah, but no, but 
Yeah, oh, he was that ca- year? He's taking issue with her characterization of the event as a party. Mm-hmm. He's not taking issue with her characterization of his presence, meaning like he was there. Yeah. But he takes issue with the way it's described as if that somehow um, ameliorates his presence right. after Jeffrey Epstein has been acquitted of being a sex offender. Like, he, again, and you were the guest of honor. honor. He doesn't dispute that. Right. Right. And then the second piece of that, what you're hearing is he had gone to New York to stay at Jeffrey Epstein's mansion there. And that's where they had a conversation in Central Park. And that's we've seen a lot of pictures of that conversation. So that comes into question a lot because the conversation they allegedly were having when she says breaking off the relationship, he allegedly traveled there to talk to Jeffrey Epstein to say, listen, we can't be in company together at all anymore. It doesn't look good. Um, and so this is it. This is our last conversation that we're having walking in Central Park. It's very creepy because it sounds very much like a relationship you'd or a, a, a scene out of like a, uh, a um, like romantic comedy. Yes. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, we can't do like this anymore. Tom Hanks and Megan, uh, Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan, meeting in <laughs> Central Irish. Park to be like, well, this is too, we can't have this relationship yeah, like, anymore. I'm sorry, we can't We're do star-crossed this. star-crossed lovers. Like, and he talks about this very, like, these are not our words. These are his words. He says, you know, I went there to tell him it would not be good for us to be seen together in public. As if that's somehow sort of supposed to make us feel better about how he handled or the fact that he had a relationship with this, you know, sex offender slash pedophile. Yeah. So and sex trafficking, sex offender pedophile with. So, yeah, it's not that he's saying when I found out that Jeffrey Epstein even was alleged to have had sex with women, girls beyond uh, like uh, uh beyond their will however you want to describe this when i found out he was a creepy pedophile instead of doing what i think a lot of people would do which is say oh my god i want nothing to do with this human being he's more concerned about like giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying like well we just can't be seen together in public anymore it wouldn't be good for my image well like, and That's what's where you go? What's also fascinating about it is throughout this interview, when you really think critically about it, throughout this interview, he continues to say that it is he had a relationship with um Ghislaine. Yeah. No, Ghislaine. Ghislaine. He had a Maxwell, relationship with Ghislaine. They were friends apparently from school. And then she was Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend. Allegedly, which Allegedly. they're not even like Anyway, yeah. Right? Okay, so, but he keeps on making that distinction, but then says all of this happened, so every time they were together, he would say, oh, it was because of Ghislaine, it was because of Ghislaine, Ghislaine was invited, he was her plus one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then, then he decides to have a conversation with your friend's boyfriend to tell him that you can't be no, seen with him anymore. Make sense. It doesn't make sense. What would happen if somebody if there was somebody you needed to disconnect from publicly, you would have your people, if anything, have your people be like, they won't be seeing each other anymore. Yeah, like, like you won't you and won't then come anywhere ghost near that him. person. Yeah, totally. You don't go stay in their mansion and then have a conversation in Central pa- Park and then go back to the mansion to stay because it was convenient when you're the prince? Let's um, let's hear one more example of uh, again. This is Prince Andrew in his 
horribly advised, ill-advised, oh. horribly ill-advised interview with the BBC over the weekend, wherein he discusses his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. This is this is about the very specific allegation made by a woman who says that she had sex with Prince Andrew, and when she was seventeen. When years she old. was seventeen years old. Let's have a have a listen girls. One of Epstein's accusers, Virginia Roberts, has made allegations against you. She says she met you in 2001. She says she dined with you, danced with you at Tramp Nightclub in London. She went on to have sex with you in a house in Belgravia belonging to Gerlen Maxwell, your friend. Your response? I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. None whatsoever. You don't remember meeting her? No. She says she met you in 2001. She dined with you. She danced with you. You bought her drinks. You were in Tramp nightclub in London. And she went on to have sex with you in a house in Belgravia belonging to Gerlaine Maxwell. Didn't happen. Do you remember her? No. I, I, I have no recollection of ever meeting her. Um, I'm almost, in fact, I'm convinced um, that I was never in tramps with her. There are a number of things that are wrong with that story. One of which is that, is that I don't know where the bar is in, in um, tramps. Um, uh, I don't drink. Um, All right, so let's just end it there. Oh, he then starts to like go, uh, you know, like I've never, I don't drink and I don't know where the bar is. Okay, well, maybe you didn't buy her a cocktail before you slept with her, but like you're not arguing the main point. You're arguing around all of these things. And we have so much to say about this, but he was trash. It was terrible. (laughs) And I'm telling you, there's not one moment of that interview that was not touched by some kind of stupidity. I'm not joking. (laughs) Like, there's this whole thing about him not being able to sweat. I can't even get into that right now. I can't sweat because I've fought in a war. And he had a rush of of adrenaline that led him to struggle with an an inability to sweat. The photo of him with uh, Virginia Roberts? Yeah. He says that he can't prove that it's not a fake photo, that they didn't Photoshop it. Unreal. Shut yeah. up. Okay. So, you know, it's so bad and it is like 45 minutes of terrible. Um, and we don't have time to go through every minute of it, but we'll be, we'll come back to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But when we come back, we're going to talk to Elizabeth Reese, who's bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's She's a dirt so alert. Dirty. Ah, you she guys. Is. Hi. See, I even showered and washed my hair today. Which, well, great. yesterday yes. I was at Your Mom America and I, <laughs> oh boy, I hit myself so hard with dry shampoo. Oh yeah. I then went into a store to try something on and I took the vest off that I was wearing and realized that the back like the back inside collar of my vest was white from dry shampoo. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe we, I took it too far. Sometimes we test the limits maybe of the dry shampoo, don't we? I took it too far. Qantas Airways is denying Will I Am's allegations of racism. So, big incident on Friday, highly publicized, that uh, Will I Am, who of course is from the Black Eyed Peas, went to Twitter to vent his frustrations. And then Qantas told Bloomberg that they investigated the claim but could not substantiate Will I Am's grievances. So they went on to reach out to his management to have the tweets retracted, but they still remain posted. So he was on a Qantas flight um, in Australia when the alleged incident occurred. He was heading to Sydney and he said, I'm sorry to say me and my group have experienced the worst service due to an overly aggressive flight attendant. I don't want to believe she racist, but she has clearly aimed all her frustrations only at the people of color. Mm. Well, I am said amid the drama I just want I just want everyone to be treated with respected and treated with dignity. The last thing I want is for someone to be in harm's way. He said I'm posting so that this doesn't happen again. It shouldn't happen to Aboriginal, Latino, African, LGBTQ, white, red, or anyone. Everyone deserves to be treated with respect. So the statement from Qantas says, and they're kind of standing by this, they say there was a misunderstanding on board, which seems to have been exacerbated by Will I Am wearing noise-canceling headphones and not being able to oh. hear instructions from crew. We completely reject the suggestions, the suggestion that this had anything to do with race. We're, we'll be following up with Will I Am, and we wish him well for the rest of the tour. Wow. I don't know. You know, here's the, this is what I will say. This is why... I get uncomfortable with people airing out personal grievances over Twitter. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you get one side of it. You get very little context. You get very little context. And then you get the reaction, which then catches fire. Right. And then I think it's hard. It's it's a one-sided discussion. For sure. And I'm not saying that that, that he wasn't sharing his own truth yeah. and that there wasn't uh, some positive outcome that he intended from sharing that. But you do only get part of the story that way. The challenge was is when he said, I don't want to believe she's racist, but she's clearly aimed all of her frustrations only at the people of color. I think the struggle there is that you didn't have really anything definitive. It wasn't a definitive. This was a 
racially motivated conversation. And so you kind of threw out the bomb, right. lit the match, and then just ran, right? which gets a little tricky. Yeah, it's so hard to, to have those experiences. Like, there are even times when, you know, Twitter to me is a perfect place to go for like when things just happen in life and like you're quickly just like, boom, boom. Yeah. But because Twitter is also what, what it is, mm-hmm. nothing is in a vacuum. So right. it's not just like... Hey, this funny thing just happened. You have to think about five steps ahead. Like, yeah. if I tweet this, what does that mean? What will that then mean? And Especially when you're in the public eye. Yeah, what am I, yeah, well, what am and, I setting and into motion? And when you also realize, like, what the impact you as a celebrity can have on a normal person. Like, Lizzo learned that lesson. Right? Very difficult lesson. Well, she's now being sued by that one. Yes. By, by that Bite Squad driver yeah. or, yes. or DoorDash or uh, something like it that. It was um, paperless post or Postmates. Oh, it. it was a one word thing. Something. It was a lift, I thought. Postmates. No. Postmates. Postmates. It was Postmates. Postmates. Yeah. The delivery person who she uh, just annihilated on Twitter and then the woman starts and then posts her picture and then the woman starts getting death threats and stuff from Lizzo's fans. I mean, that's where you have to remember as a celebrity that if you're going to if you're going to call out an average person, that person is not used to the level of scrutiny that you are used to. Right. Very interesting. Um, Okay, I've got some Kardashian news. Uh, Kim Kardashian West. uh talking to NBC News, saying she feels like it's her responsibility to fight for a more equal world for her children's future. So she did an interview with Jenna Bush Hager. Jenna Bush Hager was posting about this over the weekend. And she said, when she talks about her work in criminal justice reform, when you become a mom, you become so protective. You want to hopefully make their world the most perfect place ever, and ours obviously isn't. And of course, she's been talking about Rodney Reed, who's been on death row in Texas for more than two decades for a murder he maintains that he did not commit. And on Friday, he found out that his execution had been suspended, and she was there with him when he was informed, which was big deal. That is huge. Kylie Jenner sold for 51% of her beauty company to Cody for $600 million. That's some money right there. Pretty money, honey. There oh you my go. gosh. Thanks, Elizabeth guys. Reese, thank you so much for that dirt alert. We need somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. Somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Uh, and uh, we need you to call if you want to play oh, the 30 second the pop phone, culture challenge. People, what are you doing for? <laughs> second pop culture challenge. Still nobody? Who's on the phone today, Colleen? Nobody. Okay, so um, it's one of here's those days. Uh, I'm pointing my finger in your face and I'm saying to you right now, what's wrong with you? Pick it's, up the phone. Why aren't you calling? It's so easy, you guys, because it doesn't take long. In fact, it only takes 30 seconds. It's in the title of the game. We just give you five pop culture questions. And then if you get them all right, you win a prize. And if you don't get them all right, you'll just get an opportunity to play again. Do you want to know who's on the phone? Yeah, who's on the phone We've again? We've got Jill on the line. And what, pray tell, is Jill playing for? Jill is playing for a big fat pair of these. A pair of run of engagement movie passes for two to see Honey Boy, written by and starring Shia LaBeouf. Wow. Right. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. You ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? I'm ready. All right, here we go. 
Harry Styles is was a member of what band? One Direction. The Row is a fashion label of which celebrities? Oh, boy. Uh, Ashley and Mary Kate Olsen? Yes. I Kissed a Girl was the first hit song for what singer? Kate Perry. Who is Kate Hudson's mom? Goldie Hawn. Adam Levine is a singer from what band? Maroon 5. Yeah! Wow, it's been a while. Congrats, Jill. You won the 30-second pop Bill, culture challenge. She won them too. She did. And so now what's so wonderful is she's going to get those tickets. Holly's going to get all of her information so she can go to the movies. Um, but do you all see how easy that was? It, it was, was so, so easy. easy. And now you know to set your alarm for 1230 because that's when we do it every single day. Then you don't have to wait for me to yell at you, have Bradley pointing his finger in your hey. face. All you do is just 1230. And then you call and then you play the game just like Jill did. And Jill just won a pair of tickets. We'll do it again tomorrow at 1230 because we do it Monday through Friday at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. And then, once we've completed that mission, uh, it takes us a little while to get to the next mission. Yeah, because, you know, we're doing stuff. We're shaking. We're moving. We're moving. We're We're shaking. We're doing all the stuff. I will just let people know that in case you did not get your fill of Prince Andrew talk earlier in the show, we are going to be talking about it again uh, in a little bit because... Um, That was 45 minutes of junk, and we have to untangle it all. But now that we have finished the 30-second pop culture challenge, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Time for a little hot gossip. Thank you. Courtesy of our blind items. Here is our first blind item. About nine months ago, I, NT Lawyer, the person who writes these, told you the reality star with the lucrative side gig wanted to sell her big money maker because the things that she had introduced really were not making any money and have bombed. Oh, and don't believe the price of the sale either, and don't believe it all ends up in her pocket. Kylie That's Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Cosmetics. Yes. Interesting. All right, so read it so we can talk okay, about it. Okay, so I told you Kylie Jenner wanted to sell Kylie Cosmetics because the products that she has introduced uh, basically since the lip kits have bombed. Oh, and don't believe that $600 million sale price and don't believe that $600 million is all going to end up in Kylie Jenner's pockets. Interesting. Yeah, I totally buy that because generally everything about this story has smelled from the beginning. And by that, I mean this whole notion that she's a billionaire, this whole notion that she's like a self-made woman, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. lies and lies and lies. But also, did anybody else, because my first reaction was, how weird is it that she just did that Kylie Cosmetics, Kylie Company tour, and yeah, now she sold it? That was it. totally fake. Yeah. Well, that might have been, you know, a part of the, like, oh, look at this sale. Like, hey, oh. you buy this, look at all the attention you're... I mean, I create memes, people. She is a meme generator. Sad. Yeah, well, and interestingly enough, doing a little research, so <laughs> Cody Cosmetics purchased a majority stake in Kylie Cosmetics. Cody's Los Angeles headquarters are in Calabasas. That's like where the Kardashian Jenners like to hang out. So what we saw was just all fake, like you guys pointed out. It's just like, you know, 
house cards. It literally looked I, like a soundstage. I want somebody to do like some get somebody over at that CNBC to get on the story because I need to know what's really going on behind the scenes. I, you know, would like to take stabs in the dark and say things like, "I'm sure this is just." Like there are factories that pump this stuff out. Kylie has very little input in what actually gets marketed. And like, she has very little role in the company day to day. And I'd be curious, like who really is running the company, who really is making the big decisions and who really will then benefit from this sale. And no doubt that's all public knowledge. So again, TikTok, somebody somebody at the CNBC or business insider, wall street journal, whatever, come on, the economist, whatever it takes. Financial Times? Yeah. Anybody. Sure. Anybody. Just wake up. Some podcast. I mean. We're moving on to another celebrity gossip mystery. Here we go. A police officer gave this A-list mostly movie actor who is not named Ben Affleck a huge break by not arresting him for public intoxication. Oh. That could have derailed everything. Huh. A police officer gave a A-list mostly movie actor. Is this a person that will shock and surprise us? Or is this like a, a, a ne'er-do-well? Uh, a little from column A. Okay. A little from column B. Okay. What I will say so is... it's not like Nicolas Cage. It's not Nicolas Cage. Okay. But the bo- blind uh. item implies that this person perhaps has had a certain narrative trajectory in their lives the past year or so in where they are in their life and if they were arrested for public intoxication well that would have countered a lot of what was going on am i gonna be really sad i mean maybe you know no you would say because i was gonna say zach efron oh no Uh, he's not a list sorry you are sorry okay. About that. That's rude. <laughs> that seemed personal. That was rude, 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 rude. Uh, no, uh, this person here. <laughs> it's your right though, but okay. Um, this person is a list, and I will say, over the past year, this person has been giving some personal interviews about where they are. Is it Brad Pitt? Oh, yeah. Okay, read it out. A police officer gave Ben Affleck, or not Ben Affleck. Brad Pitt, a huge break by not arresting him for public intoxication. That could have derailed everything. Now, not confirmed, just going with the majority of the comment section on this blind item. But that last sentence would maybe lead you to believe that this is about him. Yeah, Yeah, that would derail everything. I mean, quite literate. Careful. Careful with your words. Literally and figuratively. Huh. Do you have one more that you can give us? Yay! Do I? The blind items never end. The celebrity gossip is always here for us. In this confirmed blind item, for example, this A-list mostly television actress who has sandwiched two hit shows with a bunch of middling crap in between has her PR people on a full court press to try to discredit a co-star who walked away from the hit show. The PR people are trying to make it look like the departed co-star, like it's the departed co-star's fault for all the trouble when it's really the A-minus lister herself. So think about two feuding co-stars oh, and a show. That's uh, Megan uh, Mullally. Mullally. And Deborah Messing. And Deborah Messing. Yes. So... Arrange those names. Okay. So the sandwich between two hit shows. So that would be. Is um, that Deborah Messing? Messing? Yes, that yeah. is Deborah yeah. Messing. 
So read the yeah. thing with the thing. All right. So Deborah Messing has her PR people on a full court press to try and discredit Megan Mullally, who walked away from Will and Grace. The PR people are trying to make it look like Megan was the person who started all this drama when actually it was really Deborah Messing herself. Why does that not surprise me even a oh, little bit? Oh, it doesn't bit? surprise me at all because she, I, there's something about Deborah Messing. She likes to like poke at stuff. Well, yes. She yeah. likes to flame and troll a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get back to that Prince Andrew interview. What the heck was actually going on there? Uh, we're going to try to untangle that after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so what is actually going on with Prince Andrew? What's going on? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We are, of course, talking about this uh, about it's about 45 minutes uh, long interview for mm-hmm. the BBC that Prince Andrew did over the weekend. And uh, we both had the occasion to. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble listen to the whole thing or, or watch the whole I listened to it but it doesn't matter I think all that you get if you watch it is him not sweating uh, that's another story you gotta pay so attention weird. to it it's very strange and all of it was um, very odd and ill-advised yeah. and I think the question that we both have had is what? who thought who thought this was a good who idea thought this was a good idea this because, is terrible you know the royal family I look I am not a huge palace watcher, insider lover. I definitely am not. I am obsessed with the crown. I love the royal family, the history of the royal family. I've read several books about it. But when it comes to the what's really going on day to day right now with the uh, the existing royal family, beyond the queen and perhaps Prince Harry and the headlines that we cover on the story, I don't know much. So I, I, I really have to ask who thought this was a good idea. This interview did nothing but cast further doubt. Um, you know, as a person who wasn't paying that close attention, other than, well, I should say, we probably pay more attention than the average person because we've been talking about uh, Prince Andrew in relation to the Jeffrey Epstein uh, story and the rumors involving him for months, if not years. Um, but not- And I would say we've been curious about how the palace is trying to push the stories about Prince Andrew's involvement with Jeffrey Epstein below the fold, right? So we paid attention to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But as a casual observer, when I watched this interview, and again, you can go watch for yourself online. It's available on YouTube and probably the BBC's website. It's just under like 50 minutes. Um, I thought to myself the whole time, 
Uh, he does not look like a credible person when he speaks. He seems like he's lying. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I don't think I'm predisposed to think he's lying. I'm willing to cut people. You know how you just get a sense of a person when you watch right. them interact with another human being? Right. And the sense that I get from him is that he um, is most concerned with how things look yeah. and very little concerned with the truth of what actually happened. And what I mean by that is, like, in all of the stories that he tells, it's like, let me tell you what I think you should hear so that I don't look so bad. Let me tell you uh, why what was alleged can't possibly have happened. It's not, and it's not very convincing. It just seems very thin. And it comes across, and Holly, you you kind of said this um first and so I, I i'm just borrowing this but like he just oh gosh now i forgot what it is that you said well that he Sounds is like somebody child. who is ah, yes. acting yeah. like an actual human being prince andrew never having possibly had to really be accountable for his behaviors yes. in this way but that he watched somebody act uh-huh. like a remorseful human being and he's like well i'm just gonna try that on he yeah. looks like a person who's never been held to account and that he's been able to get away with really bad lies. Like, you know, it's like your kids being like, you know, did you just take that piece of candy and they have chocolate in their corners? Right. Like right. Uh, the corners of their mouth. And they're like, no. Yeah. And you're like, but I mean, okay. And he's been able to do that his whole life without really being called on the carpet. Yeah. And so he's never really learned how to lie well because he's a bad liar. Because he got away with crappy lies. And now he's making crappy lies. And, and it's evident. There's too many of them. Yeah. I mean, it truly is, uh, you know, we, in any case, I don't want to go back down into the rabbit hole because we have other things to talk about. One of them being, I think, there's a blind item about this very interview. Blinded by the item. Oh, yes. When the celebrity gossip gods giveth, they giveth well. Yes. This blind item was published this weekend or it was even possibly published this afternoon it was yesterday as <laughs> i <laughs> all the days as i as i've been telling you i nt lawyer have been telling you for weeks the pedophile royals people have been slow rolling that fake photo story and this weekend was the culmination of it get a reporter who was a kiss butt with no follow-ups and the bizarre barely plausible stories are accepted as fact do you want to explain what that means? So there's the uh, there's a picture that was circulating around the time that Virginia Roberts Roberts accused um, or told her story of having a sexual relationship with Prince Andrew when she was 17. There's a picture of the two of them at is it at Ghislaine's house and Jeffrey's home? Uh, I think that was at a party. At a party. Yes. Yep. Uh, but. But Prince Andrew has his arm around her, and she's in the picture. And we know it's her because we've seen other pictures of her that same night wearing the same outfit, etc. He says in this interview that they have no way of knowing if it's a real picture because he doesn't remember meeting her. Yeah, he's like, I don't ever... He's like, I never... I, I have no recollection of taking that photo. I don't know her. I've never met her. And then he goes on to say it could have been photoshopped. I mean, I don't know if it's my arm. Is that my... Because she says, well, you're in the picture. And he's right. like, well, that's me. Right. But I don't know if that's my arm, who that is next to me, if that wasn't photoshopped. 
And because she's like, it's well, a copy of a picture that they have. That he says we would need the original photograph in order to uh, discern whether or not it was photoshopped. And Virginia Roberts has been very clear. Like she remembers the camera. She remembers why they took a photo. She remembers like details that again, if you have to say that she is lying, which that's clearly his belief <laughs> is that this person is lying. Uh, but you have to believe that this woman is creating this entire scenario out of whole cloth. And then you'd have to ask yourself post me too. Why, why would somebody go to that extreme? Um, is she trying to get money from Prince Andrew? No. I mean, there are all sorts of things that, that he is not served by when he sort of just, you know, weak, weekly. I mean, do you want to talk at all about the things that he says about the pizza party? So one of the things that he says to try to prove that this wasn't him in this picture that was because Virginia Roberts or it wasn't the picture necessarily right. picture. It's the, well, it's the, the same night of the picture. They slept which, together, which was that okay. same night. He says, I wasn't even there. I wasn't there. And I know I wasn't there because she has said the date. And I know that on that date, I was bringing Princess Beatrice or, you know, Beatrice to a birthday party at a pizza restaurant and then goes into great detail about going to a pizza restaurant on this evening. And how did he remember that date that he was at the pizza? And he said, well, because they told me, which we don't know who they is. Yeah, it's like. What? So there's a whole different, there's this whole other narrative where it's almost like he has been, we've talked about this a little bit uh, off the air. He was, it seems like he was coached. Oh yeah. He totally seems like he was coached. And they said, well, you couldn't have been there on that day because look at here's on your schedule. You were at this pizza party. And then he thought, well, yeah, I guess I was at that pizza party on that date. And literally all of his, you know, sort of refutations of this this and many other examples of him in awkward positions are just it, it seems like it came out of the mouth of somebody spitballing and brainstorming reasons why he couldn't have been culpable and and what's interesting about it is he's not even gonna allow for one part of it to be true he can't even yeah. allow for the fact that he met her because if he allows for that then he can't yeah it all has to be. This story will it's, continue. We will continue to keep our eyes on it for sure. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's the weird thing you and your significant other do together? Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.